Hello, everybody, and welcome to Educational Podcasting Today. My name is Jeff Bradbury from the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. On today's show, we're going to be talking to Carly from WeEditPodcast.com, a great web provider for podcasters who are looking to have their podcasts edit and transcribed. And we have some great things that she and I are going to be talking about today. Stay tuned to the end because she has a fantastic offer to all of our listeners where you can actually use her services at a discount. But you must listen to the end of this show for all of that. Again, thank you so much for being here. We have a lot of great things happening over on the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network. We just put out a great top 10 list on the top 10 WordPress plugins that you should be using. And we talk about reasons to use things like Jetpack and Akismet and all of those different podcast plugins so that way when you start your show you get maximum seo maximum usership and of course maximum viewers and downloads to your show of course we're doing our brand new top 10 list every single sunday check those out over on teachercast.tv and teachercast.net there's, of course, a brand new Tech Educator podcast every single Sunday at 7 o'clock. We just talked about Google Spaces on the latest episode of the Tech Educator podcast. What are Google Spaces, you ask? Google Spaces is the new community tool for anybody, and it's a great place for you to put a group of people together and share concepts, ideas, questions, media, Google Drive photos, Everything can be done over in spaces. So you can check out that episode we did with a great tech coach from Connecticut that's over at techeducatorpodcast.com. My guest today is Carly Van Heerden from We Edit Podcast. Carly, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you today? Good, thanks. Thanks for having me on the show. It's an absolute honor to be here. <laughs> and I'm excited to teach something today. Well, thank you so much. You know, we have a lot of teachers out there who are trying to podcast for the first time and we get a lot of emails of you know what do you do how do you do this how do you set your show up for success and and i'm really excited to talk to you today you're you're the the the, the brainchild behind we edit podcasts um tell us a little bit about your story and tell us how we edit podcasts came together awesome so well we edit podcasts started when i was traveling and I just saw the need in the market for people who really needed some help with editing because it can be a little bit challenging and just getting their show on the road, as you would say, um, <laughs> because there's a lot of things that goes into it. It's not just as you would think, sitting down, saying something, talking into a microphone. It's really what are you going to talk about? Who's your audience? What equipment do you need? There's so much stuff that you need to consider and to really make it a success it needs dedication, it needs perseverance, and that's what we're all about. We're there to encourage you to do your show, to do it well, and then just to get an amazing audience because everybody has something to offer and you can always teach something. You know, I, I, I love that idea that everybody has something to offer. You know, a lot of our audience has their own voice that they're trying to get out through their shows. And then they also have this extra layer where they're trying to get their students voice or their school's voice out. And it always seems to me like people who are starting off to podcast, try to over edit, you know, um, uh, they, um, uh, always try, um, to, um, knock, um, all those, um, things out. Right. And I even remember my first couple episodes, I'm sitting there with the audio editor and trying to find, um, every, uh, er, um, it's ridiculous, right? I mean, you can spend a lot of time. Should p- 
people be worried about those types um, of of uh, um, things? Ah. Uh. Uh. <laughs> so we have two different types of clients, actually. Some of them want all of those out. Well, now that I think about it, there's three. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them want all of those out. Some of them want the natural, oh natural, everything. And then some just want us to clean it up so that it flows. It's still natural. There's a few ums and ahs because I mean, that's speech. That's how we do it. So it depends on the person. To us, we love the natural. We love the clean, but we love natural. Because if you take out everything, you can hear it. You can hear the pauses between all the ums and the ahs that you're cutting out. And it takes, yes, like you say, so much more time to edit where really people just want the content. That's what it's about. And it's I, about the content. I, I And I couldn't agree more. You know, people want to hear the message. They want to be told a story. They want to be entertained. Um, and I think really when it comes to new podcasters, especially in, in this kind of realm, you know, not, not talking students at the moment, but in, in this kind of an environment, it really is just a matter of getting comfortable with yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I often, when I do my podcasting consulting, I say, look, take your first hundred episodes. They're not going to be as good as your second hundred episodes. You know, your, your editing time is going to be getting less and less. The more comfortable you do, the more you're able to prepare a guest. What type of um, advice would you send to a podcaster who is starting out and maybe is worried about their editing or creating a good show from day one? So from day one, You have to be able to believe in what you're telling people, what your message is. Because if you don't believe in it, then how are you going to convince other people to listen to what you have to say? And what you have to say is important. So I think that's where you have to start. And other than that, really put out your feelers to your audience. Find out what are they struggling with. Because if you can solve a problem for somebody then there's no doubt that you're going to be successful because someone's always going to be turning to you to find out how you're doing it. And if you take them through the journey, that's all they really need. I, I, I love your philosophy on all of this stuff because as somebody who is working with hundreds, thousands of podcasts, trying to put them together and, and, you know, every podcaster wants something different. Every show has different needs. Maybe you're working with a podcaster with several shows, each with different needs. It really does come down to what does a podcast have to have to be entertaining. Um, Do you find more often than not podcasters are looking for that perfect intro music, the perfect outro music, or do you find a lot of podcasters just want you to hit play and hear, welcome to the show, my name is so-and-so? Well, we encourage a professional intro because um, that just really gets, it sets a tone for the podcast. Then whatever you do inside of it is up to you because that's your voice. That's who it is. But if somebody is clear about, okay, what am I listening to? What am I going to hear today? Then they're hooked because otherwise they're in the middle of your podcast thinking about what am I going to hear today? Who is this? What is this? And instead of listening to your message, they're trying to figure out all the, the, the answers to these questions. So if you have a solid intro, I think that's, that really sets you up for the rest of the show to go smoothly. Well, when, when we're looking at you know editing shows, the question I want to ask here is what things can be edited out and what things can't be edited? Let's say that I took this episode here, gave it to you guys and say, do your magic. 
what types of things would you come back at me and say this just couldn't happen i'm thinking of things like car horns taxi cabs or what kinds of things are you like that's no problem we're professionals we'll take this so those are actually all pretty good the car car horns the barking they have had barking and stuff like that too um it's the difficult part comes when you're talking in your mic and your mic sounds like this and you're really just not set up (laughs) those are the things we can't do because that's the base level of the audio if there's two different um volumes for the mic that's fine too we do um audio voice leveling and all that stuff and we can cut out the dogs barking in the background too it just depends what people want some people like that in their podcast it gives them a little bit of a authentic feel (laughs) but other than that we are pretty good at it we do encourage you to get a proper mic set up because that if you have clear audio that's what's going to get your readers or your audience entertained Mm -hmm. too because they don't have to be distracted by what are you saying I'm not, I'm not hearing you, you know, did you say meat or did you say eat? You know, those things can be critical. Um, so that's what I start with is the background noise. That's totally up to you. Some people like to record outside, not the greatest thing because that can disturb the main audio. But if there is a little bit of an ambiance that you're creating, that's fine. And, and it is nice to hear clean audio. I know you're, you're saying, you know, keep it professional, keep it good. I, I've, I've heard some podcasts kind of keep it rustic. You're listening to the show and there's a chicken behind them or something's going on in the barnyard and you're going, what is this show? But it's a show that happens to be recorded in like a chicken coop or something like that. When it comes to like putting these shows together, you know, I, I heard some statistic that says the average show lasts only eight episodes. And if you can hit episode 10, you're good to go. And if you hit episode 25, you're like a lifer. At what point in time should somebody look at looking into a service like yours? I mean, uh, there is a cost, of course, going into it. And many podcasters are you know, time is of the essence. That's why programs like yours exist. But should podcasters be looking at putting money into something like this episode one when there's really no show, there's really no time, there's no audience, there's no income? Why would they want to do that? At what point would you suggest somebody coming to you and saying, um, I need help? So the way that I look at it, the ones that keep going are the ones who invest right from the start if you're somebody who's gonna do the 50 dollars microphone you're gonna have the smallest amount of equipment you're gonna have minimal script or any of that stuff you're gonna get to about episode four or five you're gonna see the work it takes that you're putting in and nothing no return coming out so if you invest from the start i think that gives you a much greater chance of going through to the end The other thing that I also find is it takes time to edit. It takes time to get your show out there. If you have a team supporting you, launching even, we've had so many um, clients come to us to help launch the podcast because we advise them on, you know, you should have these this many shows lined up. You should have this done. You should have this done. All the checklist things that they're not thinking about. And then by the end, they haven't spent all this time editing and then they're not kind of looking up or I guess, how could you say it? the looming of the next episode isn't distracting them from continuing. It's not like a barrier for them because they know, Oh, they can hand off their stuff to us and it'll be taken care of. 
when you're looking at a show or when you're working with a podcaster, how often do you suggest they put a show out? Clearly, some shows are monthly, some shows are weekly, some shows are, you know, I'm going to put a season out. What's your advice on how often should a show come out or be on a schedule? So the more shows you have, obviously, the more downloads you have. And with content, it's traction. So if you're putting out one every week, your audience can expect something every week and they're tuning in. If you're putting in once a month, there are a few weeks in there that they can forget about you. They can forget about what you said in the last show. They can forget about even what the podcast's about. So we have some clients that start out actually doing one, one a day podcasts. So that's quite intense and it does take a lot of commitment and a lot of work to do that. So I don't suggest that if you're not totally into this, but if that's something that you really want to do, you're going to hit downloads like crazy because you've got the content coming out every single day. I've seen them do that and then scale back down to just Monday to Friday and then eventually three, three times a week. But if you're starting out once a week, I think that's incredible already. So one of the things that we do here to make the editing process a little bit quicker is that we record everything through video. And so I find it always easier to edit my audio in something like Final Cut, where if I'm seeing something, I know when the mistakes are going to come. I know that I can do some kind of a hand gesture, where as opposed to if I have a hour and a half stream of audio, even the, as the person who did the recording, you have to go back and figure out what that is. What advice do you have for somebody who is looking for your service and wants to make sure that they're either packaging it the right way for you or setting it up for you? Um, how do you like to have your, your customers, your podcasters provide the content for you? So for us, the best is if they actually do have timestamp notes from where their mistakes were specific parts that they like to cut out. And even if they just give us a little signal, you know, stop the podcast or not stop the podcast, but in the middle, if you screw up or something say cut, please edit this part. And then you just go again. So um, that's what we advise for them. I know that does take time to go through it again, but our editors typically go through the entire episode to make sure that they've got everything covered if in case you miss something. And then obviously we have, quality control at the end listening through the entire episodes again and if we have transcriptions with those episodes they read through everything make sure that you've said the right episode number you've said the right um, information that you're providing so for us it's it helps when you can give us the timestamps of things to cut but our editors all go through everything. So we make it easier for you in the end. <laughs> now, you had also mentioned in their transcriptions, which many people believe is, is one of the best things you can do for your podcast. Obviously, you know, Google does a lot, but Google doesn't listen. Um, mm -hmm. So transcriptions is, is clearly a way to put more words on your blog post. Is, is, is that really the, the, the key behind it? Or is there other reasons to have that transcription handy? Oh, yeah. So... We actually have a blog out on our website, so we added podcast.com, reasons why to have transcriptions. And so some of those include, like you said, to get the words on your site and get the SEO optimization. And we've actually had clients sign up just for a trial to test it out for a period of time to see if it actually does make a difference. And it's been great. The other thing that we suggest for transcriptions is for people to read along as they listen to the episode. So 
like you said, if you have an hour and a half content, hour content, there's a lot of stuff to work through. Whereas if you're reading, you can quickly scan and find exactly where and when they're talking about something, especially links. I know those are mentioned in the show notes usually, but it's just a more concrete way of doing it. And then the other tip that I give, it's a great way if you want to use it and repurpose the content. If you, for example, make an ebook out of something. If you ask um, 10 financial experts the same question, then you've got 10 different opinions on that same question that you can combine into something that you can give away for free to your audience or sell it in the end, write a book, do something with it. You know, the idea of repurposing your content is, is very important. I mean, we do a lot of that here where we'll work with somebody and we'll do a full podcast and then we'll say to the company like, Hey, why don't you write us a guest blog? And then we'll repurpose the podcasting audio on the guest blog. So you kind of get that double dip on things. And, and you know, obviously there it saves time. It's easier. SEO is good. Your Google juice and link backs and all that other good stuff is there. I'm curious as to, you know, is it important to go through an entire hour and a half transcription? I, I know some people are like, oh, I only want the first 10 minutes. I want just the interview. When you're coaching somebody or consulting somebody on quote the show notes what do you suggest go in there is it full things is it bullet points is it links and you know i'm not necessarily just talking the transcription but let's just break down the podcasting show notes so we just recently um decided to offer show notes for our clients too so we've been doing that and my favorite type of show notes is if you have an intro, kind of a summary of the whole episode coming up, key points that you'll learn. So a few bullet points, maybe a tiny bit of description in that, all of the resource links pulled out, contact information, and then additional resources that would go like hand in hand with that episode. We've also had some clients that don't necessarily get the transcription side of things. So then their show notes become sort of like a transcription. Um, they would have more headings, though, obviously, to break it down a bit. And then you don't have to obviously include word for word. You do more of a summary of what's said in that section of the episode. So those are the two options that we have. And, and that makes complete sense. You know, I, I think keeping in mind, no matter what you're doing, you know, maybe I'm weird. This is my philosophy. Your number one audience member is Google. You know, they, they check everything. They read everything. They look at everything. They search it. And, and you know, obviously that's not completely true. But if, if it's not searchable, it's hard to be found with things. Yeah. Let, let's let's kind of get out of the podcaster podcasting. And I want to ask you a couple of questions about teaching and teachers. You know, many teachers out there are listening to this because they, they want to take their school onto iTunes or they want to just do something fun with their class and create a little show and put it out there. What advice do you have for those teachers, principals, whatever, who, you know, they're out there using their iPads, their Chromebooks to put something together. And maybe they're not looking for editing services, but they're looking for, you know, I, I want to make a really nice show because mom and dad is watching it. What, what advice would you have for, for those kinds of uh, educators out there? If you are just looking to show mom and dad, they're going to be happy with anything. But I do find that if you're doing video, make sure that it's got good lighting. Because if you can see the person, it's not like in your basement somewhere. <laughs> You've maybe put a few books in the background. I don't know, anything simple to make it look like you're just really there for a purpose, I think that's that's a good start. 
Um, for editing, I would say Audacity for especially for voice. Mm -hmm. It's free. It's an open source, so it's great. So it's not like free and then paying for subpar stuff, right. but it's it's really great. So I would really go for that. And then you can look at the smallest um, editing packages that you can get offered. The only thing that sometimes happens is uh, the turnaround time. With our company, obviously, we have the 48-hour turnaround time. So that's what we really stress out there because we know that people oftentimes want to launch and they put it off they procrastinate to the last minute so we work with everyone and sometimes we have emergency episodes that we put out so just really depends on what you want at that time really really cool if you are an educator that's out there listening to this show and um you're interested in doing a podcast you can certainly contact us here over on TeacherCast and check out the educational podcasting show uh, where can we find out more information about the stuff that you and your team are doing and uh, where can we find you on your social media networks Awesome. So we are over on the website. So that's uh, weeditpodcasts.com. And we're the same on all of the social media channels. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at We Edit Podcasts. Carly, you know, I want to say thank you for so much for being here and sharing, you know, a little bit about podcasting editing. And, and, and I'm sure people out there have questions and might even be interested in connecting with you. I know you're here to give a big announcement about people who might be listening who want to try your services. Yeah, for sure. So we are so excited to offer 20% off for the first three months of the service if you're interested. And the link will just be at weeditpodcast.com forward slash teachercast. And that's where you'll find the discount code. And we are just excited to meet with you and um, see you go on your podcasting journey. <laughs> Definitely check that out. We'll have that over in our show notes over on educationalpodcasting.today. That's weeditpodcast.com slash teachercast. Uh, Carly, thank you again so much for coming on. Um, you know, good luck with everything and, and please come back on at some point in time. We would love to keep keep the relationship going. Yeah, for sure. Thanks so much for having us. It's been great. And by us, I mean me. <laughs> and I uh, look forward to being back here. So we want to say again, thank you so much to Carly from WeEditPodcast.com and also for her opportunity here. Again, that is 20% discount on her services over at WeEditPodcast.com for the first three months over at WeEditPodcast.com forward slash TeacherCast. And they actually said that that, ep that offer is good until December of 2017. So if you are listening to this sometime way after we've already recorded it and posted it, check it out and uh, consider using their services. I know having good show notes is really important and has been important for us here at TeacherCast to make sure that not only Google can see it, but that way it ends up in the eyes of the people that can find you. Remember, sometimes your favorite podcast guests haven't found your podcast yet. And sometimes the best way to do that is to have good show notes. You know, again, last episode, we talked all about the brand new TeacherCast website and all the great things that has been happening since it. So I want to give one big last thank you and shout out to everybody who has been checking out the brand new site. Um, our numbers are up. Our podcasting statistics are up. And um, we are going to be doing a lot more shows in the future about how we did that, what we did, different tools. Again, we already put out a, a top 10 list of WordPress plugins that we used. We're going to be talking about themes. I've got a lot of guests coming up to help out 
with your podcast and with your WordPress website. We're also going to be featuring some teachers coming up soon over the summertime who are doing their podcasting journey. And we're going to talk to them about why they're choosing WordPress as their podcasting website. There's, of course, several great ways that you can reach out and connect with us here on the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network. We love it when you find us on Twitter at TeacherCast. Leave us a voicemail over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. Email us at feedback at teachercast.net and of course this and all of our shows can be found on our several channels on itunes android stitcher and of course all of our videos are on youtube and we just passed five thousand subscribers on youtube and we're coming up on almost a a thousand likes on facebook and we are almost coming up on twenty one thousand hits over on our twitter channel thank you guys so much for the last five years we really really appreciate the support i'm looking forward to seeing everybody at isti i'm having some really really neat conversations with people and there's going to be some pretty cool things happening with TeacherCast. um you might even see waka the puppet running around with the podcasting mic you never know so again on behalf of everybody here on the TeacherCast educational broadcasting site my name is jeff bradbury until next time Keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.